Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's up, guys? Week number 17 of the NFL season is upon us. Only one week left in the preseason or in the regular season, in the preseason, in the regular season. And, uh, you know, things getting interesting in the NFL. A lot of big matchups uh, this this week. And uh, we got four really good ones in the uh, in the pick six uh, this week. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, fun. A lot, of, uh, a lot of games that have implications on the playoffs have implications on what these games mean next week uh, in, in the finale with uh, all of the divisional matchups that are going to be taking place uh, next Sunday. Should be a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and dive right in. This is the Week 17 preview of the fourth phase. So let's get to it. Welcome to the fourth phase presented by Bears Talk Underground and Sports Drink Media. And now your host, Larry D. 16 big matchups in the fourth in the week 17 schedule. Fourth phase games for this week Dallas hosting the Lions, Miami at Baltimore, Pittsburgh at Seattle, Cincinnati at Kansas City. But before we go diving into the all out blitz here in just a moment, want to go over quickly in our pick'em game. And uh, yeah, I am super pissed about this because. For the first time all season, I had a victory in my grasp. And I don't know what happened, but somehow my math was wrong. Because if I was going into that game with the, the, uh, the Eagles, after having, after having the Broncos and the Chiefs let me down in back-to-back games on Sunday night and the early game on Christmas Day on Monday, that was 15 that was 25 points i missed out on by my math if the eagles win i'm in first place with just the ravens and 49ers game left to go and the eagles won and somehow my math was off or i didn't anticipate how much bear down south had on the falcons game or the eagles game or whatever because he leapfrogged me by one stinking point to take over first place, and then I think the majority of us had the 49ers, including him, and the 49ers lost, so that one-point lead was preserved. He wins week 16, and I miss out on the closest I've ever gotten to winning a week this season. That's as close as I've ever One stinking point because my math was off, and I, I just, I, I, I was beside myself. It was like, I have, I have no chance of 
scoring, outscoring Fields of Dreams by 61 points in the next two weeks. Like, and, and we still have the playoffs uh, and the Super Bowl, but I don't know how that's going to go. I used to run pick'em games, and I had a very unique way of handling uh, the playoffs, but uh, here I don't uh, – yeah, there's no way I'm covering 62 points in the last two weeks of the uh, regular season and being able to cover that at all in the uh, in the playoffs. So, But at the very least that I could do, since I don't have a chance at winning my own game, is win a week. My mom, of all people, has won two. My mom has won two weeks this season. You know who else has won two weeks this season? The person leading the game, Fields of Dreams. He's won two weeks. Mojo, or Jojo, who's in second place, has won two weeks. Afalava has won two different weeks this season. And that's it. Everybody else who's won one has won one, except my mom, who scored 119 points in week four. And with that terrible week that everybody had, she was the champ. She had 64 points with that one week that, like, I, would think, I think I went six and nine that week. It's like everybody had a losing week, but mom scored enough points to beat us all. She's won two weeks this season. I have won zero. And I've only got two weeks left to do it. So doesn't mean I'm going to get desperate and start making cockeyed picks or anything like that. I just got to be smart. And in a lot of ways, I got to get lucky because I haven't won a week this season. And it's really pissing me off. And this past week was as close as i gotten. And I was really upset when it didn't happen, man. I was really upset. So anyway... Let's take a look at our top 10 before we move on to the all-out blitz. Uh, number one, still Fields of Dreams, has a pretty comfortable lead now. 157 and 83, he's tied now uh, for the top record, win, win-loss win record, C.A. Zoid at 157 and 83. Uh, but 13.32 rules the roost uh, in the point standings. JoJo behind him at 13.05 on a 150 and 90 Record right now, C.A. Zoid in third at 13.04, but is battling Fields of Dreams for the win-loss championship right now. McCubin and Afalava are at 12.81 in fourth and fifth place. McCubin is edging out Afalava by one game, 149 and 91, to Afalava's 148 and 92. Agent Orange Jerseys, 12.79 in sixth place at 152 and 88. Uh, S. Van Horn at 12.75 at 144 and 96. Secret Bajant Man at 12.64 and 144 and 96. I am 12.61 at number nine at 143 and 97. And Tanyoka rounds out the top 10 at 12.59. With 14, 146 and 94 as uh, their record. So there's kind of like this log jam between 4th and 10th. There's only about 20 points separating us all. So a good weekend, uh, you know, good weeks the next two weeks. And, uh, you know, maybe I can hop up in there and maybe get in the top five uh, of my own game. Because from 4th to 7th place, actually, uh, McCubin to uh, at 12.81, to S. Van Horn at twelve seventy five. That's fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh place. Makuban, Afalava, Ancient Orange Jersey, S. Van Horn, separated by six points. So there could be a lot of movement going on, but in in fourth place to eighth place, 
But JoJo and C.A. Zoid at just over 1,300, and Fields of Dream at 1,332, he seems pretty entrenched at one. He's been our leader basically every week of the season except for like one, I think. He's been uh, running the show. So, yeah, so disappointing, man. I, it was It was right there. I don't know. It's like I got my total right, but apparently I didn't. Uh, I did not see S. Van Horn coming with that. Uh, or uh, what was it? Bear Down South, I think it was. Let me look again. Yeah, Bear Down South. I guess I didn't pay attention. Maybe he was a little bit further down the uh, the leaderboard for the week, and that's why I didn't see him coming uh, or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's like I thought for sure. I was I would be in first place with the 49er game to go and then uh you know I wasn't uh I wasn't liking my chances to keep winning if the 49ers won cuz I only had 1 point on the Ravens and and 49ers and there were people who uh probably could have overtaken me uh but uh in the end it was uh Bear Down South who overtook me with the Eagles win and then the 49ers losing you know helped a little bit but not enough so aggravating 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 so anyway that is our pick em standings for the first 16 weeks week 17 still left to go and uh yeah let's go ahead and dive into these picks and as always in the preview episodes we begin with the all-out blitz all-out blitz for week number 17 we begin on thursday night football Jets at Browns. It's a win and you're in situation for the Browns. All they have to do is beat the Jets at home and stay healthy in the process. I think they'll do it. Tennessee at Houston. Even without C.J. Stroud and others, the Texans beat Tennessee two weeks ago. So I like their chances even better now that it looks like Stroud will be back. Give me the Texans. Atlanta at Chicago. I love my Bears. I swear I do. But after a near collapse against the Cardinals... I don't trust them to do better against a better Falcons team. Give me the Falcons. Vegas at Indianapolis. The Raiders' playoff odds are slim, but the only way the help they need from other teams will help is if they keep winning their games like this week's matchup with the Colts. I'll take the Raiders. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers are playing good football as of late and have the division in their control. I'm picking them to win, but this is the NFC South, and this would be the perfect time for them to drop one. New Orleans at Buffalo. Buffalo nearly let one slip away against the Chargers last week, and they need to to avoid being swept by New England if they want their matchup with the Dolphins next week to mean anything. Give me the Bills. Arizona at Philadelphia. The Eagles need to remain focused in order to keep their hopes of the top seed alive, but they're facing their old defensive coordinator, and the Cardinals would love to play the spoiler. I'll take the Eagles anyway. Carolina at Jacksonville. Jacksonville needs a win in the worst way after four straight losses, and my Bears want to lock in the number one pick in the draft. Let's go, Jags! Rams at Giants. Tyrod Taylor gets the start after nearly leading the Giants to a win at Philly last week, but a win here gets the Rams one step closer to locking up the playoffs. Give me the Rams. San Francisco at Washington. I didn't envy the Commanders a few weeks back when I saw this game in their schedule, and after beating the 49 after the beating the 49ers took at the hands of the Ravens on Monday, I really don't envy the Commies now. Give me the 49ers. Chargers add Broncos. Denver has benched Russell Wilson 
and are rumored to be cutting him this offseason. And can Jarrett Stidham do enough to spark the offense and get Denver the win? Against any other team, I would say no, but it's the Chargers, so I'll go ahead and say yeah, sort of. And finally, Green Bay at Minnesota on Sunday Night Football. The last NFL game of the 2023 calendar year is a rematch both of these teams need in order to claim a playoff spot. But with Hawkinson done for the year and Mullins turnover prone, I got to take Green Bay. Give me the Packers. And there you have it, folks. The Week 17 All-Out Blitz and uh, a lot of interesting matchups and games there. Let's go ahead and move on and wrap this thing up with the Week 17 Pick 6. Pick 6, Week number 17. We got four games uh, this week. It started out as six, and then I whittled it down to the four best, in my opinion, uh, for this week. We start in Dallas. Saturday night game, Lions at the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, Detroit has a real chance to prove that they're for real. Um, everyone is, you know, especially with the the struggle that they had, uh, like, late to, in mid to, you know, Mid to late November and early into the into December, including that loss to the Bears uh, a couple of weeks ago, they have a chance here to prove that they are uh, for real by being able to do something that uh, nobody's really come close to doing. I mean, the Seahawks almost, but overall, the, and that thing is beating the Cowboys in the Jerry Dome, you know, and uh, they're undefeated. Their last performance in the Jerry Dome, they manhandled the. Uh, the uh, the Eagles, you know, they uh, avenged the loss uh, from uh, earlier in the season, a game they probably felt like they should have won if not for their their own mistakes. And, you know, the Lions are in line to host a playoff game, but then after that they're likely on the road for the divisional and for the um, championship round if they get that far. So right now the sixth seed, I believe, is the Rams. I think it's the Rams and the Seahawks that's six and seven right now. So if the season ended today, it's the Lions and the Rams in the first in the wild card round, which would be wild considering who the Rams starting quarterback is right now. For their first playoff game in several years, their first home playoff game in even longer. The Rams are hosting their old quarterback in the wild card round. So keep your eye on that uh, as we draw closer to the uh, to the playoffs here. But, you know, and if uh, – but that's that's what the, the Lions are staring down the barrel at right now. And, you know, but there's they're still an outside chance they could get the number one seed, but they have to win this game on Saturday – they need a little help from the probably from the Rams uh, in Week 18 because they're not going to get it from the Commanders this weekend. That's for sure. But uh, maybe if the Rams pull off uh, pull off a win uh, next week in Week 18 to close out the year, and they uh, beat the Vikings again next week, they might have an outside shot at the top seed. But they got to get it done in Dallas on on, uh, on Saturday. So. And then on the Cowboys side of things, if they want a chance at hosting a playoff game, 
winning here is the only option. They have to keep winning because they're they're a game back right now behind well actually essentially they're two games back because they're a game back of the 49ers that obviously they're a game back of the Eagles as well because the Eagles won last weekend so they're 11 and 4 Dallas is 10 and 5 so they're a game back in the division they're a game back in the conference and they lose the tiebreaker I believe to both actually because I think the uh the uh the um Eagles, I don't know what's wrong with me this morning. The Eagles' uh, losses are, uh, I think they they have a better conference record than the Cowboys do, and obviously the Cowboys lose the head-to-head to to the uh, 49ers, which I believe would be the first tiebreaker. So, yeah, they uh, they have to keep winning, and they need some, uh, some help at the top there. To, uh, to 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 be able to win the division, at least host one playoff game. Otherwise, the kryptonite for the 2023 Cowboys has been road games where they are 3-5, and five, I think, on the year, having lost to uh, Miami this, this past weekend. That makes them a 3-5 and five road team. They are 7-0 and oh, uh, at home. And aside from that game over the on Thursday night football against the Seahawks, every one of those wins was a blowout. They have been more than impressive at home this season. But getting things done on the road has been their Achilles heel. And, and it's not like they've lost games by the hair of their chinny chin chin. And, you know, if if if, if for a, a break here or a bounce there kind of thing. I think their their most recent loss to Miami is as close as they've gotten to a road victory this season because they lost by five to uh, Philadelphia, and I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. They lost by five to Philadelphia, and they lost by 12 to the uh, Cardinals. Uh, they lost by 30 to 30, 32 to the 49ers. So, I mean, and it's been an ugly proposition when they've lost those games on the road, and their only road victories – or against teams like Carolina, uh, you know, and things like that. So it's it's not been uh, a good season for the Cowboys on the road, where they've had you know basically somewhat of a cupcake schedule on the road, but they've also played some of their you know I mean well I mean a couple weeks ago they lost to the Bills thirty one to ten. Everybody thought the Bills were done, and then the Bills ran them off the field, uh, you know, two weeks ago. So yeah, back to back road losses, and they're coming home finally, uh, to play probably the best team they've played at home uh, this season. So uh, at, at least with how the teams are playing right now. Detroit's had a couple of good wins uh, since they had those, uh, since that loss to the Bears. They had that blowout win over the uh, Broncos uh, last weekend. And then this past weekend, uh, you know, the win over the uh, Vikings uh, and everything. So they're coming in. On a two-game winning streak, the the Cowboys have lost two uh, in a row. They need this win if they want any chance at hosting a playoff game uh, this season. And um, I don't know, I don't know, but uh, as like I think Detroit can do it. I definitely think they're capable of it. But the Cowboys have been damn near unstoppable uh, at home. So um, you know, I'm going to go with the Cowboys uh, on this one. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see if uh, 
We'll see if the if the Cowboys can do it because these are the games like for as far as our confidence pool is concerned. These are the games that I'm putting like one or two points on just because I definitely think the Lions are capable of doing this. It's a matter of uh, you know, can they shock the world and do what no one else has done and that's win uh in Dallas this season. We'll have to wait and see. Right now I'm saying no, I'm taking the Cowboys. <laughs> Miami at Baltimore, the other like mega heavyweight matchup of the weekend. Uh, I thought this would be a really interesting matchup before the Monday night game, uh, before the Ravens went into San Francisco and uh, you know smeared the 49ers all over their own field, turned Brock Purdy into a turnover machine and, and all that kind of stuff. And it still can be uh, an amazing uh, matchup. But after the way the Baltimore manhandled the 49ers in their own building, I'm not liking Miami's chances as much as I did. I mean, I was—I think I was still always picking the Ravens, especially since this game is in Baltimore. And Miami is the Dallas of the AFC where road games are, are their Achilles heel. Because at 11-4, and four, I think they're 7-1, and 8-1 and one at home. And the rest are, you know, 4-4 four and four or something like that on the road. Three and four, something like that. Um, so, you know, I think I, I was always going to pick the Ravens here, but uh, you know, it's like the the odds were before, like maybe sixty forty for the for the Ravens. But uh, after Monday night, I'm more like eighty twenty uh, at this point. It's not going to be impossible for Miami to do it, but uh, I just don't like their chances after what I saw from the Ravens on Monday Night Football where they turned what had been the best football team for the last six weeks since they came off to buy and went on that tear, winning six games in a row and uh, and all that kind of stuff, and and turned them into the team that absolutely could not get anything done in that three-game losing streak earlier in the season. Yeah, I, I just uh, I think the Ravens are, are more than capable of uh, slowing down Tua and doing the same thing to Tua that they did with Purdy because – you know, two is uh, one of the more accurate throwers uh, in the league. And I just don't, he's not a turnover machine, you know, but that's what they did to Brock Purdy, who's very protective of the football. And I think that they can turn one of those errant throws that, that Tua can have from time to time into other turnovers and things like that. So on, uh, on the Miami side of things, Miami needs to prove to themselves that beating the Ravens is possible. Why? Because all things point right now to the road to Vegas and the Super Bowl going through Baltimore. So if Miami wants to go to the Super Bowl, they're likely going to have to beat Baltimore in Baltimore in order to do it. Uh, whether it, uh, you know, and that's most likely in the AFC Championship game. So this is uh, this is something that they need to prove to themselves and not necessarily win the football game, but to go out there and maybe have it be one of those games where you were a play, uh, a play away, you know, a bad luck bounce away from winning this game to prove to yourselves that a you can win on the road, even though you know they've won on the road, but they haven't. Kind of like the Cowboys, they haven't really beaten anybody uh, on the road this season, you know. And just to have that confidence that uh, you know we had this game in hand, but it got away because of this as opposed to just uh, what the 49ers look at and be like, yeah, we just got our asses kicked that night. So sometimes those beatings are the ones that are easier to take, and I, I know from personal experience. 
uh, in my in, in my high school days. I think I've told you this story before, but my junior year, uh, we're in the sem- state semis. We win the game. We're going to the state championship game, and we got blown out in the second half, lost the game 45, 44 to 15 was the final score. Fast forward a, f- a year later, my senior year, and we're in the second round of the playoffs. We're, we're in a rematch with one of our conference division rivals, and our quarterback threw four picks. We had two extra points get blocked uh, in that game, which especially sucked because I was the short snapper, so they jumped right over my head to block kicks uh, in that game. And it, it all came down. Despite all of that, we scored a touchdown with about 30 seconds to go in the game, and we're down by two. Of all things, we're down two freaking points in that. You know, those two extra points, we're trying to kick the extra point to win the game. But instead, we go for two. To me, it looked like our guy crossed the goal line. They say that they stopped us. We lose the game. You know, that one still keeps me up at night. You know, like that was one right there. Like we would have been poised to go on a run if we'd have won that game. And, um, yeah, that one is the one that hurts way more than getting blown out because you can sleep knowing maybe not so much that they were the better team, but they were the better team that day. That was their day. We just we couldn't do anything right, especially in the second half. It really sucks. It ended our season. But, you know, in that situation, I'd much rather get blown out than have my heart broken in the final moments. And that's why I think maybe the 49ers can swallow that pill a little bit better. You know, Purdy, who's not interception prone through four in that game. And then when Sam Darnold came in, he threw a fifth on top of it. So yeah, it was the Ravens night period. And, um, so Miami needs a game like that, you know, the, to be one play away, to have it kind of, it almost like it, it would help, you know, cause for us in, in my high school days, there was no tomorrow for us. So it wasn't like we could bounce back the following week and, and avenge that loss or, or anything, uh, like that. That was it. That was, it was over. It was done after that. And, um, you know, it just, uh, it could be something that could fuel the Dolphins um, to uh, to go forward or to think like, yeah, we had that team. We had them beat and then use the tape on what went right to help them beat the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. So we'll see how it ends up going. But this is definitely one I'm going to uh, keep an eye on. Uh, I don't think I'll get to watch it because I think that uh, instead of pushing this to like Sunday night football or even pushing it into the late afternoon window to a wider audience when there are fewer games going on, this is going to be a 12, 12 noon kickoff on CBS or something crazy like that. So insane if you ask me, but uh, with the Bears and Falcons playing at the same time, I don't think I'm going to get to watch this game uh, very much, if at all. Uh, on Sunday, but uh, I like the Ravens uh, to win this one, but this could be nightmare fuel for the Dolphins that could help them in the postseason uh, if they look at it right. <laughs> Pittsburgh at Seattle, and there are a few of these games that I had to choose from, and in the beginning, I had them all uh, in here. I had the Packers and Vikings in the pick six. I had the Colts and the Raiders in here and instead just decided to just keep the two that we're going to talk about to wrap up the segment here. Number one being Pittsburgh at Seattle. Now each one of these teams is their respective conference uh, 
team that won't go away. Because how many times this season has it appeared that the, the Steelers or the Seahawks were done, and yet here they are, both coming off wins, both at 8-7. and seven. Seattle is in the playoffs right now, and Pittsburgh is one game back uh, of the uh, of the seventh seed and needs some help uh, in order to get there. So, you know, like I said, just when you thought these guys were done, they inexplicably win to keep themselves uh, in it. And, you know, who thought that Mason Rudolph, uh, who's been the three, the third-string quarterback all season long, would be the one they go to? Penny Pick, Kenny Pickett having his injury issues. Mitch Trubisky did not play well, so he's been benched. Rudolph comes in, sparks the offense uh, against a uh, Cincinnati team that had been playing well, even without uh, Joe Burrow. But he was rendered, you know, catatonic against the Steelers the other night, and the Steelers, you know, ran him off the field, finished the sweep uh, to keep themselves uh, in it right now. So, I mean, you know, each of them needs the win in order to keep their playoff dreams alive. Seattle is the seventh seed right now, so they need to stay, they need a win to stay in with everybody on their heels uh, in the NFC uh, right now. And like I said, the Steelers are just on, I think they're the nine seed right now. So they need a win and they need some help from the people in front of them. Um, so it, it's, um, I, I like Seattle in this one because they have their quarterback uh, in Geno Smith and the Pittsburgh defense isn't so special that I think they're, they'll you know cancel out the Seahawks. This is a late season matchup in, in Seattle where you know the Seahawks are a very good football team. Um, and, and Pittsburgh, they just, there's Mason Rudolph may have just had his one game this season. I don't believe that he's going to come in there and start slinging it all over the field against the Seahawks. And that'll be that, or I don't think he'll be able to do to them what he did, uh, to Cincinnati. Um, he also did that in Pittsburgh as well. So he did it at home. Here's, he's about as far away from home as he can be right now, uh, playing this game. Uh, in Seattle. So I was like, I don't have a whole lot to talk about uh, here with this one. You know, Kenneth Walker uh, running the football, Geno Smith throwing the ball. They still got Tyler uh, Lockett and uh, uh, Jigba, Jackson Smith and Jigma out there to throw the ball to. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Seahawks on this one. <laughs> and finally, in our pick six, Cincinnati at Kansas City. Now, I'm sure when the NFL drew this one up, they were looking at Week 17 in Kansas City and another another a rematch of the last two AFC Championship games. Burrow versus Mahomes. This one could be for the top seed in the AFC. It could carry all kinds of weight. Instead, Burrow's been out for the last few weeks. Uh, Jake Browning has been the quarterback for the last month or so. Mahomes and Kansas City are 9-6 and six and just came off uh, uh, national TV drubbing on Christmas Day at the hands of their most hated rival in the Ve- in the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. So, I mean, I really wish Joe Burrow was healthy so I could watch him dismantle the Chiefs, especially with the way that they're playing now. Uh, but uh, but he can't. He's on IR. He'll be he'll be at the game. He'll be helping Jake Browning, looking at those uh, Surface uh, tablets and whatnot. But uh, otherwise, you know, I got to settle for Browning. Uh, giving it the old college try 
uh, against the Chiefs. And if the Bengals want this one, they need to follow the blueprint that the Raiders have followed and actually a few other teams uh, as well. The Raiders pressured Mahomes constantly, and they forced turnovers. I mean, hell, the Raiders scored two touchdowns in seven seconds on defense against the Chiefs on Monday. Um, old Chicago Bear Bilal's Nichols uh, did a scoop and score uh, on, on a short touchdown. Uh, and then seven seconds later, Mahomes throws a pick six uh, to um, one of their DBs. I forget which one it was, but he runs it all the way back for a touchdown. And what was like a seven to three game, now all of a sudden it's 20 to three or, you know, something like it was 17 to three, I think. Yeah, 17 to three. So, yeah, it was bang, bang, just like that. It's, uh, oh, it's, it was, um, what was seven to three in favor of the Chiefs became 17 to seven. That's what it was. Um, because of those uh, pick sixes. And it was bang, bang, just like that. There it was. And, uh, you know, and and the rest of the game, even with um, Aiden O'Connell, I think they said he didn't complete a pass in the second half or something outrageous like that. It was still enough. They still managed to kick another field goal. And the defense held the uh, Chiefs, to one score in the second half for a 20-14 to 14 victory. The Chiefs are in shambles right now. And it's not like they're banged up and they're playing with their reserves like mostly like the, Chief, uh, the Bengals are coming in with uh, Jake Browning as their quarterback. They missed Jamar Chase last week against the, um, against the Steelers. T. Higgins has been banged up in and out of the lineup uh, this season, among others that have... Uh, been hurt uh, for the Bengals um, this season. The Chiefs are a relatively healthy football team. I mean, the people that they missed in that week one loss to the Lions, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, they're they're there. They're there. They're playing. And it's like they don't know how to handle what's going on right now. They don't know how to handle being inconsistent and and, you know, struggling on offense. You see it. They're on the sidelines throwing their helmets. They're yelling at each other and uh, and all that. It's a mess over there. They do not know how to handle this. And I think this is where Andy Reid really needs to step up and coach his guys because they're coming apart at the seams and everybody's watching because who isn't watching the Chiefs? And, you know, Mahomes is on the sidelines. He's freaking out, uh, yelling at teammates, getting in everybody's face. Uh, Travis Kelsey, even with, uh, the Swifty, the main Swifty herself in attendance is throwing his helmet all over the sidelines. It's, uh, it's amazing, you know, and, uh, some teams struggle with winning. This team struggles mightily with losing. And then, you know, I can understand they've lost six games. And I think that's almost as much as they've lost in the last two seasons combined. I think they were 14 and 3, 13 and 4 last year and there was something like that the year before. And even with the AFC championship loss and uh and and everything they've lost maybe 8 games the last two seasons and they've lost 6 in very ugly fashion this year and even some of their wins have been full of struggle and they just barely hung on and uh and things like that. It's been a really rough year for the Chiefs and 
thankfully for them, they still have, a, I think, a two-game lead in their division. I think both the Raiders and the Broncos are 7-8. and eight. So they got a two-game lead with, with uh, two games to play. So if they can win this week, I think that would at the very least clinch a playoff spot. And when's the last time Kansas City had to wait till week 17 to clinch a playoff spot? I mean, it's probably been at least a couple of years since they were like, you know, since they weren't the first team to clinch a spot uh, in the playoffs. So here they are, two weeks to go, and it's still in doubt. Like, there's a scenario, like if Kansas City loses these last two games and the Raiders win both of their games, they both finish at 9-8, and eight, the Raiders would win the division. And I don't know that that would even keep, that would still even be good enough for Kansas City to make the playoffs this year. It's crazy. But it's an outside chance that the defending Super Bowl champs don't make the playoffs this year. So they need this game badly. And lucky for them, Joe Burrow will not be the quarterback that's uh, leading them. And, uh, you know, they just need to snap out of it, basically. They need to stop acting like children and, uh, you know, being babies when things don't go their way. They need to toughen up. I know it's frustrating to uh, to struggle this much, and I know that they're not used to it. But you got to be grown-ups. you got to be out there, do your job. you got to have amnesia. And instead, they're letting it linger, and you can see it. It's crazy. So hopefully Andy Reid has done a good job of coaching these guys up this week letting them know to stop being petulant children when things don't go your way. You forget about it, you shake it off, you move on to the next play, period, and uh, see if they respond and get a win over the Bengals. Right now I am picking the Chiefs, but I would not be surprised if uh, you know if they make some mistakes and get behind early and then they just sit on the sidelines stucking their thumbs while the Bengals uh, try to fight their way back into the playoffs. So there you have it, guys. Week 17, fourth phase, and uh, come on back tomorrow when we will preview Bears and Falcons for week number 17. Right now, I don't know if I'm going to have a guest. I haven't been able to get in touch with my my guest on uh, whether or not he's available. So we'll see if uh, if we have a guest this week for the uh, for the Bears and Falcons. And uh, if not, uh, we'll figure it out. So uh, come on back on Friday to see how the episode's going to go. And until then, my name is Larry D. This has been the fourth phase, and we will see you next time.